0: this is the sclo library podcast i'm david pensick communications manager for sclo center region library we are located in the heart of Downtown State College on the corner of b Avenue and Allen Street. And this episode is dropping on Wednesday, December 4th, 2019. So we are in the month of December. Hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving holiday. And we're now uh, full speed ahead into the holiday season. And speaking of that, that's what this episode is about. SCLO has a new event that we hope is going to become part of your... Annual holiday tradition. It's Frost Fest, and this is happening the weekend of December 14th and 15th. It's from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. on Saturday, December 14th, and 1.30 1 30 to 4.30 p.m. on Sunday, December 15th. And there's going to be activities and just a bunch of fun things happening throughout the library, not just um, children's. It's a a big family event, but not just children's department, but in our community room, we're going to have a giant board game. Uh, The adult services is going to have where you can pick up photos and decorate a photo frame for a picture you can get uh, in the community room after you play the board game. There'll be arts and crafts, cookie decorations. So just a bunch of fun activities, family activities for this time of year. And joining us today are three people who are just some great, part of the great creative minds at SCLO. We have Paula Bannon, who's the head of our children's services. We have Katie Brennan, who is a children's services librarian. And we have Diane Schmidt, who is the head of technical and volunteer services and they have really spearheaded this effort the Frost Fest effort basically creating an event out of nothing as you'll hear and just really coming up with some uh, outstanding ideas that we think that you and the, your whole family will enjoy so i hope you enjoyed my conversation with Paula, Katie and Diane as we get ready for our first Frost Fest <laughs> Getting ready for our first Frost Fest at slow and I guess a just a lead leadoff question is where the idea came from and how it developed. And I, I guess Paula, I'll let you uh, lead off. We're, we're you know yeah. coming up with the idea for <laughs> Frost Fest.
1: <laughs> well, Frost Fest kind of grew out of a brainstorming session between myself and um, Katie Brennan and Lisa Reeves Collins. Um, and if anybody who's ever watched any of those, you can end up anywhere with those sort of brainstorming sessions with the three of us, and uh, we were trying to think of an a interesting new winter event that we could do that would be good for families and also have a nice literacy component to it, which, you know, when we do stuff at the library, we always want to have something tied into books and um, have it be fun for kids, and we came up with this idea um, for Frostfest because we had done an event over the summer um, a couple of years ago now. Seems like forever, but I don't think it was. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, with a kind of a life-size Candyland game, and um, but making it winter spectacular, fabulous with lots of lots of snow and sparkly things, and it kind of grew out from there. Mm.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, th- I guess that is what the creative aspect of the team here at Sklo and I'm and, um, Diane. I'm sort of like because uh, people who don't know the volunteer brunch that you get a lot. Of cr- it, become very creative with that and developing ideas for that uh, has that always has that always been like a big part of your life was that creating life-size games or working with uh, literacy you know
2: well we like to keep it everybody on their toes at the library and <laughs> and just try to make it interesting and adding new things it's just gets us all excited to do the event gets. The people coming to the event, very excited about attending because they just don't know what we will dream up when we have these uh, sessions of brainstorming.
1: <laughs> I always like our events to have a bit of whimsy. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: And Katie, I don't know if you t- some of the challenges maybe in, you're basically starting with nothing in uh, terms of event and, and thinking of yeah. uh, not only the, what's going to be happening in the community room but elsewhere in the library. Right, and, you know,
3: right. Um, reining ourselves in is really big challenge. We have, we have a lot of ideas and we have to narrow it down to make it, you know, we only have so much money to spend. We only have so much staff time. We only have so much space. So, um... Planning events around those restrictions, but also making them the best that they can be, and you know, creating the best fit event for our community, no matter what the theme is, um, I think is one of the one of the challenges that we always have when we are starting something new. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I think one of the great things about this one is there's things happening all throughout the library, mm-hmm. and, and and a few. Um, someone's to talk about everything that's going to be happening that yeah, weekend. we've <laughs> got a
1: ton going on. Yeah. So on the first floor, I guess we should take it by floor, so that will make it easier. <laughs> on the first floor, um, the main event is the game. So you come in and you go to the Downsboro Community Room, and you have a big game that's being designed by Katie. Yeah, it's um, called Frost Fest Flurry. We're very excited. <laughs> 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 We're going to try not to say that too many times yeah. quickly. <laughs> Uh, and so that is going to be something the whole family can walk through and play together. And then, then at the end, there will be an opportunity to take a big, fun family photo together. And if technology is kind to us, we will be beaming the photos upstairs to the second floor um, in the adult department where they will be um, printing the photos. And then you'll have an opportunity to, to decorate a, um, a snow-friendly frame to go along with your your photo and so that's kind of the flow and then in, in the children's department we're going to be having um, story times throughout the day on saturday it'll be at 11 o'clock one o'clock and three o'clock the same story time all day mm-hmm. and then sunday will be two o'clock and 3:30. a different story time from saturday but the same for those two two sessions um, so you can drop in and do those you can also do some make and take crafts throughout the day and we're even planning an ice fishing game in the children's department. <laughs>
3: There'll be a giant ice Jenga upstairs. Yes. That'll be really fun, yeah. yeah. And there's going to be cookie decorating on the second floor as well. Mm-hmm. Dive into that very much, Paula. It's going to be in the sunroom, and Diane's team, as you were saying, David, is <laughs> the whole library, Paula. Yes. So Diane's team is going to be heading up the cookie decorating in the sunroom. <laughs> 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 we're partnering with Dolce Vita desserts, and we're yeah. going to have cookies available for one per person because, you know, you've got to keep the cookies reasonable, but <laughs> it's going to be fun. Mm-hmm.
0: And I guess uh, for a new event, what are you hoping people who visit, What what is the hope for, is, is this hopefully going to become an annual tradition for the for the for this time of year?
1: Hopefully, or? yeah. I mean... I, It'll be interesting to see how much people love the game if they want to do the same game every year. Or you know, we're gonna hopefully do. <laughs> There's a lot of prep work that goes into this. Katie's house, I think, has been drafted into frost f- fest flurry storage. There's <laughs> <Yeah. area. laughs> like a very specific kind of
3: porter in my house right
1: now. <laughs> yeah. and you're creating what what I just called the other day the uh, snowman snowman army. Yeah, that's what it's going to look like. It's going to be a lot of them. Yeah, so I I think one of the fun things about um, December and the winter in general is kind of the, the family traditions you do every year. And so I think for some kids it's fun to come back and, oh, I remember this, and, oh, I remember, there's the pond, and, you know, there's all that kind of stuff. So hopefully we'll be able to do... A lot of similar things throughout the year. I mean, obviously, I think we probably want to change up the story times just for sanity. Right. <laughs> and we really like to have something for families
3: who come and see us all the time. Something new for them to mm-hmm. come and do and create family memories and, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully create a new tradition that they we'll participate in every year, but then also have something that's new and exciting for families that don't come to the library yet. They can come and check out a special event that they were having, and you know maybe a book catches their eye. They mm-hmm. see a magazine they'd like to take home, so something that will you know draw in new members of the community,
1: too, when yeah. we do special events like this. That's always something that we're hoping for, too. Well, we're hoping that when you come see us for a special event, if you haven't been to the library before, you'll see how awesome we are and want to come back. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I know my... My staff is really excited about getting to actually do um, some hands-on with the public Mm -hmm. because we tend to work in the back offices and don't get that much interaction. And, you know, there's times when you really miss interacting with the people and the excitement. So we're hoping that, you know, between us and all the kids coming that we can build some excitement about this. Plus the fact that just sort of everybody in the library is getting involved with this event mm-hmm. that I think it's it's pretty exciting It is, yeah. Yeah. yeah that doesn't
0: I mean we work together, but that is one of the like so the exciting things is everyone's involved in this event where' usually sometimes you have an adult, adult event or a children's event, but here have you how has the staff I guess sort of um, galvanized to really um, you know bring this event? To the forefront. Yeah, I
1: think everybody's excited. And, it, you know, we're a family place library. So that means that no matter where you are in the library, it's a family-friendly place to be is what we strive to do. And so even if you're upstairs in the adult department, I mean, the whole DVD collection is up there. So they get families up there a lot anyway. But I think it's going to be fun for them to be able to serve Um, families in kind of a a different way more than just reference or helping them find a DVD but actually like programming and getting to talk to the kids and um, the idea of having it spread out throughout the whole library is also because then hopefully people who want to use the library will also have the space to do that as well instead of everybody being crammed into the children's department and you know... um, it just being super crowded. So hopefully this way we can share our square footage and <laughs> yes, absolutely. And we wanted it to be fun and flexible for families. Yeah. That was
3: really important for us too. So everything but the story times is going to be drop in. So mm-hmm. that means anytime between ten and four on Saturday the fourteenth and one thirty and four thirty on Sunday the fifteenth, you can come and participate in any of the activities whenever it's convenient for your family. Mm-hmm. So that makes it makes it easiest for families and it's important for us, but we wouldn't be able to pull that that off without the entire library staff being willing to take part in this so Mm -hmm. that was that was that's will be a game changer as well yeah Yeah.
0: Yeah. for sure yeah and I guess just in general I mean and when you plan an event or 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 create an event for families Mm -hmm. for the children's department the challenge is that I mean what goes all into that thinking because you, I think, especially for children and family, you have, there are so many different factors in terms of even just the time of day or what's good. Yeah. I mean, what goes, talk a little bit about the, those challenges. <sighs>
3: <laughs> we always have to work
1: around nap time.
2: Though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: factor it
3: in.
2: Yeah. Right. Yeah. And
1: I think we're definitely anticipating there'll be some lulls around lunchtime and nap time. Yeah. And so if you have older kids, sometimes the 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock hour is the better time to come because that's when all of the smaller people are hopefully at home napping. Yep. <laughs> um, at least my <laughs> small person should be at home napping.
3: Yeah. <laughs> and we know that waiting is hard. If you're yeah. bringing, you know, little ones to an event and they haven't really built up that patience quite yet, having different stations spread around throughout the department and you don't have to do anything in a particular order. So if you Mm -hmm. stop by the game and it's really crowded, you can go upstairs and decorate a cookie with Diane and her team and go back to the game later. We're spreading things out and mm-hmm. time and space wise so that mm-hmm. there's always something to do and you're not
1: waiting in the long line. Hopefully we mm-hmm. can't make any promises. because <laughs> We don't know what kind of turnout we'll get, but that's what we're hoping. That's <laughs> the tricky thing about not doing registration. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You don't know, Yeah, especially this
0: year. So
3: <laughs> Flexibility from all sides. <laughs> <laughs> um, I
0: don't know if you each, uh, when you're growing up, if you want to talk about some memories, um, Either come to the library during this time of year. um, Did anything that stands out to you that you remember, or maybe even trying to maybe recreate even with this event or anything? What were some of your favorite traditions? I
1: didn't really. My family's a big Christmas caroling family, and we're very musical, so Mm -hmm. we would do that sometimes. But my mom would bake bread, and for Mm -hmm. all of our neighbors instead of cookies, she would make bread, and we had a. a fire one of those wood stove fireplaces and so there would be all these little little um pans of bread rising in front of the fireplace you know because it has to rise and be warm there was no bread baker, bread maker back in this those days <laughs> <laughs> so you know this was 30 years ago and uh, so then she'd wrap them all up and even the bus driver for our school would get a little loaf of bread and we'd have to run around and my sister and I would have to hop out of the car and run it up to the you know up to the um the house and come back and it was good bread actually yeah. <laughs> probably counts for my carb <laughs> <laughs> when i was
2: growing up our town always had um the day after thanksgiving on black friday um before there was a black friday given my age now, but um they always had they always had a big parade they had a, a, a winter carnival parade they called it So we always had this big winter carnival parade, and then they had free movies all day long at the movie house. So the parents would drop off all the kids at the movie house, and it was (laughs) was a big old theater with a balcony and everything was really cool. And they gave out free popcorn and soda. And um, the parents would then go shopping all day while they knew their kids were in the movies, and they just showed all kinds of Christmas movies all day, and it was really kind of cool. And I did it up through high school, because I just loved to go there and see those same movies every year. That was sort of our tradition.
3: My memory is terrible. (laughs) I had a childhood, and I know it was a good one, but I can't really pull up any specific examples like that. (laughs) But I think both of those stories that... These ladies just gave to us. (laughs) I think that's the feeling that we're going for. Cozy and celebratory and coming together as a community and having a nice, you know, end of the year, wintry themed event, I think is Mm -hmm. definitely what we're trying to recreate. (laughs)
0: <laughs> um, and I guess and everything's free obviously and, and it, there's no registration nope. like no. Such, so um, nope. everyone can come during uh, frost <laughs> Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and all
3: ages are welcome obviously yes. story times the yeah. adults might get a little bored with but everything else Adults are more than welcome to walk through the game, decorate yeah, it. have to ask, when you from. have the
0: game in there, does it get competitive? In the, with no, it's,
3: <laughs> it's set up. That each, each player will have their own spinner and move uh, through yeah. the board at their own pace. So uh, we like to stay cooperative uh, Whatever we yes.
1: have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's no like, tournament feel here. Uh,
0: yeah. There's no brackets. Maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe that's for March. We'll have yeah. There, so. Well, yeah, we're, de- we're all looking forward to the first Frost Fest, and I uh, hope this becomes part of the annual tradition for family. Here. Yeah. Can we say the
3: dates and the time? So oh, yes, okay, go, right? ahead. yes David go ahead. Just to make sure everybody's yep, got him. So, Saturday, December 14th, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m., story times taking place at 11 a.m., 1 p.m., and 3 p.m., and one thirty p.m. to four thirty p.m., or, oh, no, I messed up. Now you're right. One thirty to 4 30 <laughs> on Sunday, December 15th, with story times at 2 p.m. and three thirty 30 p.m. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Great, and yeah. and
1: oh, sorry. Oh, I was just gonna say, and if you are planning to come on either one of those days, it is gonna be a crazy busy weekend downtown here in State College. Sure. So, um, our parking lot is available and free as always, but. Um, it does fill up quickly Mm -hmm. so just come with an alternate plan in mind so you're not caught unawares if you come down and the lot is full. There's lots of great municipal parking options downtown right around us and starting December 1st the DID will be doing the four hours of free parking if you go to different um, uh, businesses downtown that'll validate your parking for the parking garages so that's a pretty sweet deal too. Mm
0: -hmm. Check those out. Mm -hmm. It should be great timing and Frost Fest is It'll be great to be part of all the activity that's happening uh, yeah. downtown. Well, thank you all for the creativity and, and coming up <laughs> with this event. We're really looking forward to it, so thank you. Thank you, absolutely. So we hope you can make Frostfest part of your holiday plans this year, December 14th and 15th, and hope that it becomes an annual tradition. It's just going to be a fun, fun afternoon in the library with those two, day, with those two days, again, uh, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. on Saturday, December 14th, and 1.30 to 4.30 p.m. on Sunday, December 15th. But coming up this weekend at SCLO, as we get to some other things happening at the library, the Penn State Thespians are going to be back in our community room doing Frog and Toad. Uh, they will be in our community room at on December 7th at 11 a.m. and 2.30 p.m. And they will also be uh, performing Frog and Toad on Sunday, December 8th at 2.30 p.m. And if you haven't had a chance, last week's episode of the podcast, I talked with the two co-chairs of Penn State Thespians and they talked a little bit about the organization as well specifically about Frog and Toad and doing children's shows so uh, that's uh, coming up this weekend December 7th and 8th and also special announcement if you haven't seen are we the Center County Reads 2019 or sorry 2020 selection has been uh, announced Uh, it is Charming Billy by Alice McDermott And still some of the programs are being finalized, but she'll be visiting the area in April. But again, the uh, Center County Reads 2020 selection, Charming Billy by Alice McDermott. And there'll be more information coming up on that on our website. We'll also, a little preview, next week's episode of the podcast, we will be talking with some of the members of the Center County Reads Uh, committee and they'll be talking about that selection as well as just in general about uh, the center county reads in general and what it's meant for the community so you'll want to maybe have a chance to listen to that next week special announcement about hours at the library sclo will be closing early on friday december 13th at 1 p.m for a staff event And also we'll have some special holiday hours to keep in mind as we get closer to Christmas. The library is closed on December 24th, 25th, and 26th, if you want to make note of that. And it will be closing at 6 p.m., on Monday, December 30th, and closing also at 6 p.m. on New Year's Eve, December 31st. But we will have some some first-night activities. So that's a lot to throw out, but uh, we'll be reminding you of that as well. And, of course, everything is on our website, sclolibrary.org. You can follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. And I want to thank Paula, Katie, and Diane again and for all the work they do at SCLO, and we're really looking forward to seeing... Uh, how frost fest turns out next weekend december 14th and 15th so hope everyone has a great rest of the week and weekend and until next time we hope to see you at slow library